0: It has been an anxiety-filled week in the Dollar House because, well, really, there's no reason at all, because that's what happens when you have anxiety.
1: Yeah, we got to play the fun game this week of we're not able to sleep, and we feel really excited and anxious about something that's about to happen, but there's
0: There's nothing nothing happening, there's
1: nothing happening, and (laughs) there's no reason we shouldn't be able to sleep. That's what life is like when you have generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah.
0: We're going to try to explain for anybody who's never dealt with anxiety what that's like, and it's a hard thing to do. We're going to attempt. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. I am
1: so glad you told me about the quotes on our vitamin packs.
0: Is it changing your life? Or were you excited today?
1: I was. Do you want to hear today's quote? I do. It's from Tina Fey, and it says, you can't be that kid standing at the top of the water slide overthinking it. You just have to go down the chute.
0: Well, that's ironic.
1: Why? Oh, because we're, we're talking about anxiety. Because we're talking about anxiety. The uh, quotes we're talking about are on the little packets of vitamins that you get if you are a subscriber to Care Of, which delivers vitamins and supplements right to your house. We are so grateful for them because they are our partners this week on The Upside. They have managed to get Callie taking vitamins, which is something that her doctor has wanted her to do for a dozen years. It's
0: shocking, honestly.
1: And they made it so simple with their five-minute quiz at takecareof.com. And it it tells you exactly what you need. And then they deliver it right to your door in these little one-a-day packets.
0: It seriously could not be easier. And I'm so grateful for that.
1: Making taking care of your health so easy, so convenient. And uh, they, uh, they do it all online. So you don't have to go stand in front of the vitamins and the supplements at the store and just stare at them while your eyes cross trying to figure out what letter you need or what multivitamin (laughs) version is right for you, uh, just take their five-minute quiz at takecareof.com, and they will send the stuff right to your house. If you use the word upside, you'll get 25% off. Once again, takecareof.com, code word upside for 25% off. Thank you for being our partners this week on the podcast.
0: I... I think it's weird to describe anxiety if you've never had it before. And I can't even imagine. Oh, I don't even know what it feels like to be clueless about anxiety. I have no idea what that feels like.
1: Well, I think I can do it because I didn't know that there was like, I didn't know what I had before I was diagnosed with it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, I was very aware of what the the feelings were because I remember it was very recently when when a doctor said, you have generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah. And uh, I describe it. And the reason we're doing this right now is because for whatever reason, Callie and I have both had anxiety spring up this week.
0: Oh, my gosh. It is so debilitating to the point where I had to take a nap today just because I was on anxiety overdrive. Like it physically makes you tired.
1: So here's the first thing you need to understand if you don't have anxiety. And the reason we're sharing this with you is because you might work with somebody who deals with it. You might be married to somebody who deals with it. You might have a parent or a child who has it and you don't understand it. So we're going to try to explain what it feels like to be that person. And the first thing you need to know is somebody who has anxiety hates that they have anxiety.
0: Yeah. It's not fun
1: because it's physically and mentally draining.
0: It is. Um, it takes a lot of mental, this is something that I learned this year. It takes a lot of physical energy to be mentally stressed about anything. And I didn't realize that there, it literally has an effect on your health. Like yeah. it, yeah, I I didn't know. Um, And I remember telling my therapist, like, I am so exhausted. And she's like, well, of course you are. Listen to what's coming out of your brain. Like, of course you're tired. Um, Yeah.
1: The first thing you got to know about anxiety um, like this is that it does not have any rhyme or any reason. So if somebody is dealing with anxiety that has like an anxiety disorder, there's no answer to the question, what's wrong? Now, if the anxiety doesn't go away for a day or two, then what's wrong becomes, well, I have anxiety because you get stuck in this like whirlpool, this like wizard of Oz tornado where your brain is telling like point A of your brain is telling point point B of your brain, calm down. There's nothing wrong. Stop being anxious. And, and then point B of your brain is getting mad at and even more anxious at point A for pointing out the obvious that there's nothing wrong.
0: Well, and um, I think it helps if you're in a relationship with someone that's anxious, because I know we get Instagram messages all the time saying, I have no idea what it's like. And I am in a relationship with someone that that struggles with it. The worst thing probably you can say is, it like, what are you upset about? Or what do you, it's not like that. What it feels like to me is that feeling right before you get to the top of the roller coaster, but you just are not going down. Like it's just that feeling of you feel super tense. You can feel it a little bit in your throat and you feel like you are not at the peak of the roller coaster, but right before you get to the peak and you're like, oh my gosh, please just, I want to get over this hurdle and be down because- when I go down, it'll be so much better.
1: For and 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 there is the worst part about it is that a lot of times it appears, it's almost as though your brain says, Hey, everything's pretty calm, everything's pretty chill. I'm gonna go ahead and jack that up because if you have something to be stressed about, sometimes the anxiety doesn't appear. You just have normal stress about mm-hmm. it, right? Like if, if, if your bank account's low, if you're waiting for a, a doctor's call back, if you're, if you're praying for a sick loved one, like it's almost like your brain knows that you're already dealing with it, so it's cool. But then when there's nothing going on, your brain's like, ha-ha, going to keep you on your toes. And for me, it physically feels like I describe it two ways. If you could remember back to being a kid and if you celebrated Christmas, Christmas Eve, when you were yes. trying to go to sleep mm-hmm. and you knew that the next day Santa was going to come and bring you everything you asked for mm-hmm. and a few extra surprises, hopefully, if you were good,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that feeling as you were trying to fall asleep, it's similar to the first day of school, like that feeling in the middle of your stomach. And then if you can't remember that for, for whatever reason, how about this? Ever almost get in a car wreck. Like you slam on your brakes and your car stops six inches from the car that you almost Mm rear-ended. And the two seconds after everything's calm, your, your body is just like haywire. Mm -hmm. Imagine that two seconds lasting two days.
0: Yes. And here's a question that I have for you because I, a little while ago was talking about anxiety on my Instagram and, um, people have asked about men and anxiety. Cause I feel like we hear it more with women, but are you at all like ashamed or hesitant about your anxiety? Like, why do you think that men, it's not as like commonplace to be like, yeah, I struggle with anxiety
1: because uh, for a couple of reasons, one, I didn't know that I had it for a long time. So I don't think men know to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and this is based on nothing except for just
0: personal experience, personal
1: experience observation. I think women do a better job of taking care of their health mm-hmm. and being more in tune with their bodies. Mm-hmm. Like a guy could chop off his finger and be like, you know what? Let me give it a few days and see if it grows back like a right. like a salamander's tail. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go to the doctor. That to, um, my fever is only 106. That'll break tomorrow. I'll be fine. Right. right? So, that's number one, um, that I don't think it gets talked about enough. And two, and this is sexist, but I think a lot of times men are used to carrying the the stressful, heroic, I got this burden. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to say, I might not got this. Because right. it's a sign of weakness. Yeah. So... Um,
0: what made you like, ch- like, not change your tune on it, but like why did you go from a guy that felt anxious but didn't know what was up to a guy that's like, oh, yep, anxiety, got it.
1: Well, because when I first had a doctor tell me and explain to me what anxiety was and how it plays out and how it appears, then I was like, okay, I have it. And I'm a big fan, not a big fan, a big proponent of treating all illnesses identically. And... And any malady of any sort, right? Mm -hmm. So if somebody uh, gets a cavity or their wisdom teeth come in or has cancer, like you don't make them feel bad for having that, right? Or it's right. Not, or it's not, I, I want to say that differently. It's not something you don't talk about. Like nobody's ashamed.
0: You're like, oh, I got a cavity to I gotta get ca- that thing
1: filled. To get filled. Or to have to take some aspirin for a headache or to have to get chemo for cancer. Like nobody's ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, there are a few things that people don't like to talk about because it's it's a biological illness thing that feels like a failure and melt it. Mental illness is one of those. And I don't want that to be the case. So yeah. it's a thing. It's not a bad thing.
0: No, it's totally not a bad thing. And actually, I think it's a really life gets easier when you can identify why you feel a certain way, because then there's like, OK, well, this makes sense. It's also gonna Like, it just it's hard to explain, but it really is kind of eye opening when you know what you have and why.
1: Because once you know what you have, you can deal with it. Right. You can process it and you can deal with it. So with all that being said, Callie and I were both like on level 2000 anxiety this week. I still am. Callie still is. I'm feeling better. People are going to ask, well, what do you do to deal with it? For me, um, I cut way back on caffeine. Mm -hmm. I drank a ton of water and I try to get outside. That's, what I do in like when it's happening, I think it's different for everybody. It Calli- is different Callie for took a nap today mm-hmm. and then, uh, she did something she called a brain dump, which helps me also.
0: Yeah. I didn't even know a brain dump was a thing, honestly, until an Instagrammer that I follow posted about it. And I was like, that is really smart. You just sit down with a paper and you write everything that comes to mind, whether it's like a thought, an idea, a sketch or whatever. So it's not in your brain anymore.
1: And then, uh, you feel some sense of relief because you have a, because phys- a lot of, ang- sometimes anxiety comes from the fear that you might forget something important, right? You well, might, the and unknown. It's, it's,
0: it's doubly hard for me because I have diagnosed ADHD and I can't take medication for that right now because we're trying to get pregnant. So, um, it's just not safe. So I am like burning the candle at both ends because yeah, I'm Paranoid about forgetting things, but the fear is real because I literally do forget things because.
1: Right. And, uh, so anyways, if that, if you deal with anxiety, know that you're not alone. And if you have somebody in your life who deals with anxiety, I I hope that helped. Yeah. See, now I'm feeling anxious that we just wasted eight minutes of the show on something. No,
0: I don't think it's ever a waste to talk about it.
1: Okay. So, uh, so we'll move on now, but anyways, We just wanted to share that because it's something we're both dealing with. And that's kind of like what we do on the upside. We try try to keep it real and try to share what's going on in our lives.
0: Yeah, you are not alone.
1: Like, um, I will share something. uh, I'll share two things. Um, What would you like to hear first, Callie? The very out of character Jeff thing that I did. Mm -hmm. I actually did something that when other people do it, I hate them. Oh. So I did it though. Or? Or... Do you want to hear about uh, how stupid I've been since the day we moved into this house? Which do you want to hear first? Oh, I
0: want to hear why you're stupid.
1: I didn't realize that the ice maker on our refrigerator, you had to tip the top of the glass in, in order to make the ice come out. I thought the entire, so the ice maker's in the door of the refrigerator. Right. And there's a long bar. Right. Since we moved into this house six months ago or however long it's been, I have been pressing the entire glass against that bar and like jiggling it, <laughs> pushing hard, just thinking that the there the ice didn't come out easily like it was maybe a short or whatever. I didn't know.
0: Oh, you're so pretty. <laughs> and
1: I and I realized today that all you have to do is tip the top of the glass yeah. toward the ice maker, and that's where the switch is.
0: Yeah. So we've lived in this house for how long? I mean,
1: there were times that I was pushing so hard on the glass up against the ice maker thing that I thought, "God, if this breaks, I'm going to need stitches." Like, if this breaks, Mm -hmm. I'm in trouble.
0: Yeah. And
1: then I just realized
0: you're
1: you're special. Yeah. Womp womp. All right. And then the out of character thing that I did. Yeah, I I don't like it when people, and this is a general statement because I did it, but as a general rule, when I see people using Twitter to publicly complain about something, it for some reason annoys me. Like, and I think the reason it annoys me is because I follow some people who only use Twitter for that. Yeah. So the only tweets they send out will be like, um, hey, at Delta, I know there's a tornado right now, but why hasn't my plane taken off? Or, you know, hey, at Power Company, I realized that the house next door got hit by lightning, but that was 11 minutes ago. Why is my house still dark? You know what I mean? So
0: what did you complain about?
1: Well, what happened was about two weeks ago, I had contact with, with a company. Um, I'm not even going to say the name of the company because I'm not rallying on them or whatever. I'm just going to say that it was a company that deals with financing and credit. Okay. And they were telling me that there was a freeze on one of my credit bureau reports when there was not. Mm. And I have been chasing my tail trying to get them to resolve it. <laughs> like, seriously, it's like, look, kids, Big Ben. Look, kids, Big Ben. Because I would call them and say, there's no freeze in my category report. And they would say, okay, we'll look into it. We'll escalate it. That was their big word. Uh, we'll escalate it. Then I would get an email back, and the email back would say... Um, just want to let you know the reason that this came up with that error is because there's a freeze on your credit report. And
0: you're like, oh my gosh. Right. And then
1: I would call them and you've all, you've been in this situation. We've all been in this situation where you call customer service again and you got to repeat the story. Yes. Again. Right. Again.
0: Right. Again.
1: Right. So after going around and around, and the only reason that I care at this point, to be honest, is because it's, I'm so paranoid from the news about credit reports. Right. So I'm like, why are you showing a freeze on my credit report under my social security number? If I'm looking at my credit reports and there's currently no freeze. Yeah. Why are you showing a freeze?
0: Well, and and the thing about you is you get fixated on stuff. So Jeff, oddly, I don't know if you like a challenge, but you seem to like a challenge. But like once you start it, you're like, I am not stopping until this is done. So whatever reason you were going to have it lifted probably isn't even that big of a deal.
1: It's not anymore. It's a non-issue at this point, but
0: it's the principle of the matter of you not losing to that company.
1: So I ended right? up, yes. So I ended up sending a tweet to the president of that company Oh boy! and said, uh, and I think I even apologized in the tweet and say, I, I, I'm sorry for contacting you in this manner. Mm-hmm. However, I have been chasing my tail with your customer service department and I just want to resolve this. And about four hours later, I got a direct message saying, send me your email address.
0: No and way. I, and
1: I did. And that was yesterday. And today, I've not heard anything.
0: No, shut up, really. Yeah. I was gonna say, if they like t- totally made it right, you should absolutely brag on that company. But
1: well, I'll keep um. you, I'll keep you posted. But I was so, I mean, oh my. And maybe that's why I had anxiety this week because my I would get on the phone with them and it was like the first time I called. Yeah. And I'm like, ma'am. I even said to the last woman who I talked to, I was like, ma'am, I just want to let you know right now, I am extremely frustrated and I am probably going to speak to you in an unkind way. <laughs> and she but said,
0: it's not about you.
1: But it's not about you. It's about the 11 people I talked to before you.
0: Let's end on an upside note on that conversation because- yeah. Truly true. I remember last, it was something that I was doing when with the online store last holiday season. And there was a package that had been shipped in from another country, which is like hard in the first place. And then no one knew where it was. And I got this customer service person on the phone and she was kind of had an attitude with me and I was ready to get irritated. And then I was, I made a joke with her and it was like, we became best friends and I'm not even kidding you. I have the woman's cell phone number because she oh, didn't was,
1: she call you every day, She literally
0: called me every day to make sure everything was right. And I was like, you know what? I can't even imagine having to like, when your job is literally people angry, like no one's calling you to say, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that your company's really great. I just want to say that. Okay. Bye.
1: That would actually be,
0: Oh my gosh, we should do that. Call companies and be like, Hey, I just want to let you know that I love your product.
1: We That's should it. over the next 24 hours. We should, every single person, imagine the ripple of kindness that we could put into the world. If over the next 24 hours, we are all mindful of something good that happened, anything, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and then... We call that company. And I mean, it could be something basic. It could be something like if you overnight, what was the company? It was a delivery company. What was the company?
0: I think it was UPS.
1: So even if you get a regular package from UPS, like a two-day whatever, just calling the 800 UPS number and saying, hey, I just want to let you know. Package arrived. Good condition. Great service. Guy left it out of sight so it didn't get, get robbed off my porch. Thank you.
0: We should do that.
1: Excuse me. The people would have no idea what to do. They'd be like, <laughs> do you need to speak to a manager? Like, like, no, no. Just, just pass, pass the 100%. message along. <laughs> Any, oh my gosh. Can we do that?
0: Yeah. Let's do that. Okay.
1: Should we? Let's do it. Let's just start it today. Right now. It's a started. That's the beauty of this show. It has started. It's a thing. Over the next 24 hours, find something good that happened and then call the company and tell them. What
0: Should we have had. people call our message line and tell us who they called?
1: And what they, yes.
0: Yeah. And the okay. compliment that they gave?
1: Yes. Please share it with us. Um, message us on Instagram. Send us a message through CallieAndJeff.com or 1-800-434-5454. But tell us what awesome service you received and what happened when you told them about it.
0: Yeah. And call t- it and call somebody and do it and then report back.
1: And I actually, take that back. It doesn't have to be awesome service. It just has to be service. Like for you, how much is a stamp nowadays? You put a stamp on a letter and you can send it to like the other side of the country for 50 cents. Like that's pretty amazing. (laughs) Like 50 cents. I can put some envelope right here and then somebody in in San Francisco can get it.
0: I think you just pick any company in your life. Be like, I shop at Nordstrom. I'm going to call them and I'm going to tell them they're doing a really good job.
1: Hi, is this McDonald's? Great. I ordered a six piece McNugget. I got all six and the fries salted perfectly. Thank you.
0: My sister had a really negative reaction with a Dunkin' Donuts employee. And she, um, was thinking about them, went and bought the woman flowers and came back and it made the woman in the drive-thru cry. Like she was like, I have had the worst day ever. Yeah. Um, it's on my sister's blog. It's really cool. Uh, she was just like going back and forth with this lady. My sister was frustrated. This woman was frustrated because my sister was trying to take advantage of some sort of deal. And she just looked the woman in the eye and she the woman looked so defeated, like at the end of my rope today. And my sister left, went got, went and got flowers and drove through the drive through line again and was like, I got you flowers.
1: Wow. See? All right. Let's do that. We're creating a movement. I love it.
0: All right. I have an idea. Actually, it's, it's a listener idea that I want to pitch to you. And I don't feel like you're super into this because I've been like kind of hinting at it's similar, a similar segment idea and you haven't bid on it, but okay. I really like it. Okay. So here, here it goes. Um, and I got this message on Instagram that said, Hey, I am a super internet lurker like you, but
1: okay. We have to expand on that. When, when Callie says she's a super internet lurker, she, and I know there's a lot of women out there like this. Cause I've watched Callie bond with other ladies over this, but like, Callie will figure out. She probably knows more about the women that I was dating when there was some overlap oh, between Callie yeah, and I,
0: I do. than
1: their moms know. Yeah, I do. We moved into our neighborhood and Callie knew the names of everybody whose property touched our property yes. and, and the houses beyond that. Yes. Just for fun.
0: Yeah, I think it's super interesting and it's crazy what you can find out online, but and it's
1: frightening.
0: It is frightening.
1: So, your original idea was people send me their address, and I tell them things about their neighbors. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was my original idea. And then I decided I didn't like that because that's too invasive. But someone messaged me and said, I am a super internet lurker like you. And I think that nobody else can find information about me online. If I sent you like, like, would you deep dive on Google and see what you can find out about me and then report back? Like, can you find out where my kids are going to school? Can you find out like all this stuff and tell me what you found out about me?
1: I love that. I I was like, I
0: totally will because some people might be super secure, but I am willing to bet like, yeah,
1: most people aren't
0: most people. I think even if you're secure, I mean, there's a lot on public record these days and there's so many websites that are like, I mean, you can find if you own a home, you're pretty much done
1: because all the mortgage paperwork is public or something.
0: Well, I don't know what these sites use that are like, you know, like a search finder site, you know, but you can pull up anybody's name and see their relatives, where they live, the past three places they live, their phone number, their email. Like you can see pretty much anything when you buy a house.
1: But a lot of that stuff is not accurate. And I know this because when I was producing radio shows, we would have to use that. So a lot of those websites, unless you pay for them, Mm -hmm. a lot of those websites just kind of like, but some make, okay all right, I'm not going to, you're the professional, so I'm not going to challenge you. So what, what is the bare amount of information you're going to get from this, from this new friend of yours?
0: I don't know. And if it was you that sent me that idea, let me know. Cause I screenshotted her name and then I, I lost it in Instagram world. Um, but just a first and last name. That's okay. all I need. It All doesn't right. even have to be a full name and I'll just.
1: A zip code, an address, a not cell phone a, not number? Not a zip
0: code, maybe first, last name in city.
1: I'll do the same thing and I don't even need your name. I just need your social security number. Don't, and no. <laughs> just send me your social security number and also your mother's maiden name. Oh my gosh. Just send me that <laughs> and then I'll see what I can find out about you. I have a segment for you. Yeah, go. This one isn't even up for debate because you're going to love this so much. Oh, okay. All right. You ready for the new segment? <music> Crimes for Cali.
0: I have no idea what that means.
1: That means that I, from time to time, come across... News stories that are crimes that probably haven't been covered by crime junkies and, uh, you crime know, junkie. crime junkie and, um, you know, Dateline mm-hmm. and 2020 and all those yet, mm-hmm. right? And they ha- they aren't part of the first 48 and they haven't been analyzed by forensic files. They're too fresh, but I know you love that stuff. So I will bring you. <laughs> Crimes for Cali. I've got a great one to start off.
0: I don't know if I'm okay with this. Why? Because if they're active new crimes, like I don't need someone coming after me for digging into their biz. It's
1: all it's in the news. I've, I'm not going down to the police station and asking for records and stuff that's published in the news. I know, but Yeah, well, it's too late because I got theme music for it. <laughs> On this week's episode of Crimes for Callie's, Crimes for Callie, Crimes for Callie, <laughs> words are hard, uh, we are going to be talking about Christine Barnett and her ex-husband, Michael. Okay. Christine and Michael uh, achieved some fame a few years ago. Why are you laughing at me?
0: Because I'm like looking outside of our windows and this music is creeping me out.
1: <laughs> it's great, isn't it?
0: Yeah,
1: it is. And then when I have stuff, like, I'll bring the music down. We don't need the music anymore. But, uh, When I have like dramatic stuff in the story, I've got a sound effect for that, too. Oh, look at you. Okay,
0: I'll be quiet and let you do your thing.
1: All right. So Christine and Michael were married several years ago, and they achieved a little bit of fame because uh, Christine wrote a book about dealing with children who have autism. Mm -hmm. Her son uh, was diagnosed with autism, and she wrote a book about how she homeschooled him and was very helpful to him. But when they would interview her about this book, what wouldn't come up was their adopted daughter from the Ukraine. And her name is not, she's the subject of the story, so her name is not publicly available. Mm -hmm. But she was adopted and brought over here to the United States. There were some uh, issues with her arrival. She didn't arrive at the Barnett's house until two years after she arrived in the United States. She was adopted at age eight, but the uh, Barnett's claim that she was actually 20 years old when she came into their life. The Barnetts decided to follow their son, the one with autism, the one that mom was able to help, Mm -hmm. to an art school in Canada. So what they did is they took their daughter, who, according to the adoption records, was 11, but who the Barnetts claim was 22, to a part of town, rented her apartment, paid her rent, and left her there, and then went to Canada. Why? Because they claimed that she was a sociopath adult who was manipulating her age in order to game the system. But doctors analyzed her teeth and her bones and said that she was, nope, indeed a 10 year old.
0: That is so weird.
1: So the Barnetts went to Canada, moved out of the country, ended up getting a divorce while they were up there. Meanwhile, this 11-year-old girl or 10 or 9 or 8 or 12, however old she was, but much younger than should be renting an apartment by herself, is living in this apartment. Some neighbors took her in and started to take care of her. Oh, Also, she suffers from dwarfism, which is the Barnetts claimed contributed to people thinking that she was younger because she had
0: You know, that's the plot of a movie, but the opposite way around.
1: What movie?
0: I think it's called The Orphan or something like that. Have you heard of that movie? It was a horror movie, like probably 10 years ago. Have you ever heard of that? No. Yeah. But
1: this is from a, this is from the Washington Post. So this is not a plot of a movie. No, I know. But I wonder
0: if they were like, have seen that movie one too many times.
1: So they, uh, in 2014, the woman, the lady, the girl, got evicted for not paying her rent. Nobody knows where she went. The school system is the one who called the authorities. And just last year, the Barnetts were charged with uh, abandoning her.
0: Where is she now? Where is she now? Is she okay?
1: I don't know. Let me read. <laughs> No, I don't know. I don't know if she's oh okay. Oh
0: gosh, that's yeah. so sad.
1: Yeah. They were just filed, charges were filed on Wednesday. They haven't been booked or arraigned. It's kind of, maybe I didn't print the whole thing, but they don't say where the 22-year-old slash 12-year-old went. But they claim that she's a sociopath adult. And that is this week's episode of Crimes for Cali. You got to at least like the theme music. I do.
0: Um, I do like the theme music. I'm not totally (laughs) sure I get the concept of like the...
1: Like, That's gonna be the crime junkie would do that, and you would text all of your friends. Yeah, and go. Have you guys seen the? Have you seen the twenty two year old Russian, ten year old abandoned girl? Yeah, story but yet?
0: but this is the upside.
1: Okay, well the upside of that is
0: <laughs> is we don't know about the girl. Her parents are really mean. Um, the neighbors are weird for not reporting anything. Ki- and like what?
1: That uh, here's the upside. Here is the upside. The kid, the son, the one that they acknowledge existed, uh, he went to this institute in Canada. His name is Jake, and he is currently pursuing a PhD in quantum gravity. There's your upside right there.
0: (laughs) I I think that my upside, I think that the upside is that you were so sweet to think of me. But um, I don't think you get the crime stuff, but I love you. That was good, right? No? No.
1: I got to work on my storytelling skills. I didn't know that story as well as I should have. I should have done research and found out where she is.
0: Well, you did do so. I mean, you were very confident in the beginning and he wasn't blinking for like the first minute of that story.
1: I I know. Well, it's because this music was playing. Why would I close my eyes at all on this
0: music? I mean, yeah, I'm not going to sleep tonight. So that's cool.
1: I know where the girl is. Jeff, why? She's right behind you.
0: Why? Why? Why do you do this to me? OK. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> Holy bulky. I'm a little tired. <laughs> OK, so we.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know what that happened. The girl stole your voice. <laughs> I I'm gonna change the segment for next week. Oh my gosh, I've got the greatest segment.
0: Maybe we maybe we do my segment and not not yours.
1: Mm-mm. I've got a segment for next week's. For I don't know when I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna start working on it right now. Seriously, can I tell you what it's called? I've just thought of the name of it.
0: What's it called?
1: It's called.
0: Don't press that button
1: again. Petty crime junkie. <laughs> no. And I'm going to tell the story of like basic shoplifting, jaywalking, parking in handicap spots, uh, fender benders. Baby, that's not very upside-y. But I'm going to tell them in the spirit of, listen, we got to ride the coattails of these crime podcasts. They're killing it out there. (laughs) So petty crime junkie.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think that I don't think that's the same. But I love you, and I appreciate that you are so thoughtful of my love of crime stuff. I appreciate that.
1: Sarah was just 11 years oh old. Oh my gosh! Okay, when she accepted Let's the dare the topic. to steal some pencils from Let's Target,
0: switch the topic to um, some exciting news. We're being interviewed for the first time as a as a podcast duo.
1: As a as a. Human couple and a business couple. As a, life As a business couple, couple yes. yeah. Uh, the, uh, the guy who runs Podcast Business Journal and Radio Inc. These are two publications. Um, radio Inc. is like huge, huge in the radio industry. And he recently started Podcast Business Journal is an offshoot of that. Um, and he wants to sit
0: down and talk to both of us. I think that's so awesome. I'm super excited. The guy is named Ed Ryan. And... Yeah, I'm just you, really excited. I feel very like official. Uh,
1: I wonder if I should tell him about petty crime chunky.
0: I feel like maybe we leave that out. Just you know, for now. Um,
1: and then we can. Why
0: are you
1: laughing?
0: Um, yeah, I feel like maybe we leave that. out <laughs> Because that's the dumbest idea. <laughs> it's the greatest idea ever. No, it's not. But I love you and I appreciate your enthusiasm. I would like to stick to Cali Creeps and, you know, see what I can find Let about. Let me give
1: you another example. Melinda ordered four packages no. from Amazon when she came home and Baby. two boxes were gone. She no. knew. She knew that she was a victim of a petty crime. This is her story.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Mixing bowls, spatula, dog food, and paperclips. That's what Amazon (laughs) was supposed to bring. But those paperclips, they never got home. (laughs) They've fallen in the hands of of a nefarious 22-year-old or maybe 10-year-old Russian woman.
0: I'm sorry that I cannot control my co-host. Okay, are you done? Is that the end of the show? Okay, now I'm done. Okay. Thank you for listening to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside.
1: But for real, we are getting interviewed and it's, um, I know we are laughing through it, but it is a tremendous honor to uh, talk to the guy who, who is the editor of Radio Inc. Magazine.
0: Oh my gosh, I am so excited. And I can't believe that they're including me in this. I've never been in any sort of like, Radio, po- I mean, it's cool.
1: I, I don't know if you've heard the name of the show, but it's The Upside with Callie and Jeff Dollar, and you're the Callie part of that.
0: I know, I guess that hadn't really hit me yet, but I feel like it's official. Never did I think I'd be Googling a Ball Toxin Removal here at work. But here I am doing it. Thanks a lot. This is Michelle. I'm from Allentown, Pennsylvania. And Jeff, I'm like you, I never learned how to drive a stick shift. I tried several times. It is just one of those things that I will never get, and I actually have no desire to get. Um, So you're not the only one. My name is Diane. One thing that I did not get to do as a child was learn how to swim. I did not learn how to swim until I was
1: 43
0: years old. I married a sailor, and I had to learn how to swim. I have to go eat some cat poop. Okay, bye.